Hey everyone, welcome to episode 5 of Across the Plains. I'm your friendly neighborhood DM Tom, and I've got a few things to cover before we jump into the lore of the Rally Keys. First and foremost, thank you for tuning in. It's uh, been really fun doing these world building uh, episodes and, and getting to build them with my players, so it's been super cool and I hope that you're all enjoying them. Uh, second, uh, check out our social media accounts on most major platforms if you can. Uh, just search for the Medusa's Cascade on the platform and give us a follow. Third, if you're listening on a streaming platform, especially Apple Podcasts and Spotify, please take a few minutes to rate, review, and subscribe. It doesn't seem like a lot, but it does help get the podcast out there for others to discover, and we would all appreciate the love and support. So without further ado, we'll jump into the discussion about and the eventual landing on the lore of the island chain, the Rally Keys. Enjoy, we'll see you on the other side. Alright, so we're doing the Rally Keys in Iwi. So far, all I have is that it is mainly inhabited by halflings, and it is governed over by a family known as the Farfoots. So... Before we get into any prompts, wh what are we thinking for the rally keys? Uh, so I was thinking off the bat since it's an island. Um, I often think about like agriculture, so food-wise, like what would be their main dishes and stuff, just like random stuff like that. So of course fish, but um, I was thinking maybe like uh, octopus or something more like octopus and seaweed type dishes and uh i was thinking maybe like pirates their their number one uh i guess conflict is that maybe piracy might be halfling raiders halfling raiders oh it's got to be like a legendary one that's like a spoof on rothgar lothbrook ragnar lothbrook okay well, well i'm just i'm yes. just throwing it out there Yes, so that, that's actually that's... funny because that's I was thinking of along that same line. Like, it would be so cool to have like their main like they don't have like a lot of like on land military, but like they have what is equal to raiding parties essentially as their as their like sort of primary defense. So I mean, because like to get to them, you're gonna have to go by boat, right? You know, there's no land connecting to the main one, so you're going by boat. Well, we got we got a better we got better boats. We, yeah. you know, we live on the water. Yeah, you know? this, this is their turf, literally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are three <laughs> islands in the Keys, and there's one that's further out than the other two. I'm looking at the map right now. It should be in yeah. the Discord if you want to have a visual reference. So I, I would assume that further island might be where, um, I guess, their leader is or whoever is, like, the, the chief or whoever is the top gun would possibly... Uh, live there oh yeah um, or whichever one is like the biggest or furthest island the far yeah, that... yeah yeah okay yeah so uh, that that would be where they they are um ba, 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 da, ba. oh oh yeah because yeah that, that like third island is like there's a big stretch between that third island and the other two yeah that, that... yeah sure Hell yeah, so raiding. 
And then, like, obviously some fishing and farming to supplement, but, like... Oh, yeah. Their main source of both income and export, it, maybe they, like, get hired out by other people, too, to, like, perform raids on different settlements and that sort of deal. Yeah. Or yeah. They're, they're part of, like, you know, like, uh, like, guerrilla naval warfare type shit. That'd be freaking great. Ooh, hell yeah. I would think other, um, other nations or how they you know keep their society going is through their uh their food uh of like the maybe they have a specific type of uh eel or fish there that only you can get there and they you know that's how they get their income or whatever uh like coral reefs around the keys yeah that would be cool too and they might have like treacherous tides that go like uh that pull in a certain way that only they know how to navigate which makes Man, it re- uh, that's awesome i fucking God, love that so already cool. right. so if you like if you pass a certain you know how like when uh salt water and ocean water meet there's like a little barrier or whatever there but so like if you if you're not accustomed to the layout you can easily get pushed under the tides or whatever so like only they know how to navigate their tides because they're they're, they're just so efficient there and they have like their own um let's say like a i I said octopus before but i'm going to say like a eel that is specific for that um area and that lives in the reefs that lives in the reefs (laughs) i dig it i dig it yeah like the coral reefs are like high up on the surface so there is a very specific way you have to navigate between the islands in order to not run aground Ooh. yes damn reef system like not only do you have to beat our ships, you also have to beat the <laughs> the yeah. the maze of coral reefs just to get to our land. <laughs> I was thinking, like, why would people even come here? So that's why I was like, you know, trading systems and you know, like some type of they have to get their money somewhere. And since they're like a little nowhere type of island compared to the rest of the map i'm like why would people even come here and i was like oh you know people travel for goods like you know spices and different types of stuff and since they're on an island it's possibly in the water there's something in the water (laughs) very true heck yeah yeah i dig it fuck yeah any anything else opening opening up before we jump into um prompts Go for the, it. So I was thinking on like the Farfoots, right? Mm-hmm. Why them, right? You know, why the Farfoot family? And I was thinking maybe they have a myth, right? This legend that has been passed down through the family that they are from, uh, you know, they 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 are descendants of a great halfling who once broke apart the Rowley Keys and during. A time of war hundreds of thousands of years ago you know thousands of years ago you know broke apart the lands you know to sort of save them from this uh war that was like Ooh. you know but no we don't quite know the specifics because it's just been told through family piggybacking off of that to lend a little bit more mm-hmm. to the 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 keys were actually part of that peninsula on the bottom but maybe the uh, original Farfoot was like some type of druid or right. 
or like a tempest cleric or something along those lines and in order to save them during one of these wars raised the sea levels around the islands which attributes to the weird tidal structure and that the coral reefs are actually not weren't always coral reefs they were actually yeah it used to be land and they're like they're basically sitting on the tops of like what would be uh mountains or plateaus yeah oh that's cool that does sound cool yeah and he did it all from the very edge Yep. So that's where maybe that's where he got the family got the name of the Farfoots that he traveled to the very mm-hmm. end of where the far. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, because this is I remember Skoke, if I remember correctly, is the bottom one. So yeah, the very edge all the way down here, and he raised the fucking sea levels up around it. Heck yeah. That's boss. Legend. And that sort of lends more credence to, like, not just them being proficient with, like, seafaring and naval stuff, Mm -hmm. but, like, knowing the lay of the land, how to navigate the waters, how, you know, the different ecosystems within the coral reefs and everything. It's all been passed down through, uh, like, oral tradition for generations and generations. They don't necessarily live in, maybe they don't live in hobbit holes, but maybe, uh, maybe they're closer to, like, Maybe not cave dwellers? I don't know if they would be cave dwellers. Because if these were mountains or plateaus. Right, if these were mountains or plateaus, right. Uh... Mountain people, I guess. Or You know, maybe they're like an offshoot of like uh, a very specific type of halfling that's only here that are like closely yeah. related to like gnomes and dwarves. Oh, yeah. Oh, there is... there. I believe there is a halfling like in the D&D lore. I can't. The stout halfling? I think it's the stout halflings. that They share lineages with the dwarves. Stout yes, halfling. and maybe in maybe in Iwi, the stout halflings share lineage with dwarves, and the lightfoot halflings share lineage with gnomes. Yes. Ooh. And that sort of gives them a predilection to, like, live in this, these more rocky areas as opposed to, like, in rolling hills and, you know burrows burrows under the ground because i mean like they're essentially still burrowing they're still living underground they're just just it's not it's mountain and cave as opposed to you know like the shire right mm. yeah yeah some say that stouts stout halflings have dwarven blood is in the official uh, like description of the stout halfling i like that oh yeah I- I like that, but I just so happened to stumble onto Ghostwise. Ghostwise, uh huh. They kind of seem pretty badass. <laughs> I'm just like looking at them. They're, is that they're... the Eberron one, or is that the uh, third one? That the uh, random third one that almost no one plays. Unsure. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure either. I'm not sure where it comes from, but uh, they trace their ancestry back to a war among halfling tribes. That sent their ancestors into flight from Lyurin. Ghostwise uh, halflings are the rarest, found only in the Crondle Wood and a few other isolated forests. Many ghostwise. Well, isolated forests. Yeah. Yeah. So they're they're more forest people. That's still they're still pretty cool looking from the art that I've seen. Oh yeah. hell yeah. Sea levels. Cool. We got all of that. 
Ah, and it's a fucking killer start right there. So we've already got... You know, like... Right, so we'll go with... We'll start with first. Uh, what kind of architecture are we seeing? Knowing that they're raiding and that these are more uh, like elevated positions and where they live on more sloped areas. What, what kind of... Is it built into the surroundings or do they build out? Maybe it's kind of like a mixture of both. Um, in so like uh, when I was visiting Sweden, a lot of like the of the older houses sort of like started, you know, like there's the house on the outside, but almost all of them typically had either a separate building or a connected building that went into the ground as like a root cellar. So maybe it's kind of like a mixture of both where like part of it is, you know, underground uh, in, in the built, you know, into the landscape, into the hills or, mm -hmm. or however the landscape looks, but then the rest is sort of like built around it, you know, built up connecting into it. Right on. I can dig it. I feel, I feel like this is very much, these islands are very much like Scottish Highlands type of feel. Mm. There are smaller Not mountains. a whole lot of, yeah. Not a whole lot of mountainous area. Yeah, not super mountains, but it's definitely elevated mm -hmm. up a little bit more and because of where it is, like sea and moisture and everything, it's boggy and that sort of deal too. So. Yeah. Which lends well to all of that. Alright, cool. So built out but also sort of within maybe they have like their communal centers are you know like if they have a a town or whatever or how however they you know are they are, do they or well, this is a better question to ask is it one uh, do the islands is it like the shire where there's like a whole bunch of different families all living in one area or is it several different sort of clans that live on there that have sort of a peace with like, you leave me the fuck alone. I'll leave you the fuck alone. We'll do our thing. It's raiding season. We'll all get together. Yeah. I feel like shit. that would make more sense. Yeah, I agree. Otherwise you'd have too much infighting if they were like in separate, you know, in their own like separate little clans. If they were all one, but everybody has their own raiding party, everyone's going to be talking, you know, there's going to be big old has fights. Yeah. Everyone has their own specialty that sort of dictates where they've right. sort of settled within the land. They're like sort of more of a, a communal like machine where like these these clans are responsible for these types of things, mainly because that's what their families have done over the years. Sometimes it'll cross over into other things, but generally you see these clans are in this type of stuff. These clans are over here. Everyone participates in the raiding because that's like a yeah. rite of passage type of deal. Maybe it's almost like compulsory military service for them, where it's like you turn, you know, you turn a certain age, then you have to serve so long on a yeah, on a, a raiding crew. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's cool. Okay, so if they're all they're all together culturally and sort mm -hmm. of like in more of a communal thing, um, so if they have like a village structure or something along those lines, like maybe the single dwellings are single dwellings maybe are the buildings that are either entirely or partially submerged into the ground mm -hmm. and the communal spaces are up and out in the open yeah okay yeah that like sounds that. cool 
Yeah. Both that. Maybe so would two. It, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just curious. Would it be similar to like hobbit holes, or would they have actual like structures that they have? Uh, like constructed would they go along the lines of hobbit holes where they're like still sort of technically on the ground because the shire is not really rolling hills it's a bunch of hobbit homes that have been built built into uh, the landscape into the landscape is it similar to that or are they taking what the natural lay of the land because the highlands are very hilly and very uh undulating for lack of a better term i think oh yeah you got something, Ty? Uh, I was kind of wondering how, like, the vegetation and stuff on the island is. Is it more tropical? Is it more mountain-based? So that that would definitely help me understand if they're going to be inside or out. I think I would, they... Uh-huh. Let's see. I'm going to look... I'm just going to look up, like, uh, pictures of the Scottish Highlands. Okay. Because, I like, a part of me sees maybe in some islands they might... Uh, adapt to the land and possibly have uh hideouts in plain sight where they use the land to to look almost like it's not even there kind of and then maybe on the final island they're all just inside the the mountain and like different hidey holes i guess oh but, i yeah. can see that oh yeah this would be a pretty boss landscape for some halflings yeah, I, I too looked up the images. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, if if you can in uh, if you can search for it, Ty, just look up literally Scottish Highlands or Highlands. All you know, Scottish one word and then Highlands one word, and just look at the images, and that'll give you a really good, really good look at, at pretty much what. I'm ha- I have in my head for ah uh, okay yeah not a lot of forests pretty much just like just like your your standard greenery like you know fields yeah. mm-hmm. field okay Rocky, so yeah craggy yeah I could see them like just staying in those uh those rocks yeah like that would be where their homes are. Like valleys and all that fun stuff. I yeah, found the valleys between the the smaller mountains. Mm-hmm. Ooh, very nice. Getting real like Nor- Norse vibes too. Very scary. Yeah, I like that. Well. I like that. And like maybe their like dwellings in there. You know, like like you were saying, they have public spaces that are above ground. But like, if things got serious real quick, they have those deeper very hidden sort of like cellars and stuff that the average person isn't going to be able to find easily that if need be they can evacuate to or go to and even to piggyback on that perhaps depending on where they are especially if they're near coastal areas there may be tunnels out to the docks that they have for their boats and to make a quick escape quick escape yep what if they have a whole underground system that leads to all the other islands as well? So, Ooh. like, you could be in one island and you can just, like... You don't have to traverse the water. If you don't want to. If you don't want to. God! <laughs> I think that would have to be a very closely guarded secret. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because... If only... 
Only if there's a way around that, you know, the Mazical Reef, someone someone's gonna be dumb enough to try. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they, they it rather... may potentially be heavily guarded too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And I like, think who's gonna for... who's gonna Hold fight it. better? Tiny hobbits in the little holes or <laughs> <laughs> are you trying to like, crawl through this hole and <laughs> fight at the same time, right? <laughs> Yeah, I think only the people that were that are like born there would know these types of things. It's like uh it's a secret. It's definitely a secret. Oof. What if the rite of passage to learn about this secret is after they're they've sort of proven themselves in the raiding party, proven themselves as sort of like one of us, you learn the secret of the tunnels. I think it's like upper type of like yeah, you it's a it's a need to know type of thing, I think. I don't think just like everyone in the in the village mm -hmm. would know, but Maybe more like of the council and the higher ups. Right. Heads of family, that type of deal. Yeah, heads of family, yeah. And stuff like that. People like that. Because I feel like it would it would definitely be right. It would probably be like a council that is like the heads of all of the different halfling clans that sort of dictate these things. And perhaps maybe even where the council meets is within one of these tunnels between islands so that there is Ooh. no way it's always going to be uh, uh you know no one just can tamper us. with yeah it's, it's just us this is how we're going to figure it out especially like war councils or anything like that like you know you can keep it keeps all of those things civil up top where all the leaders can go down below and do all the you know say and do all the things they need to say and do without like doing it outright in public yeah, for sure. Shit, Ty. Ty's coming in with fucking fire right now. What? Steaming <laughs> ideas. What would these communal spaces look like? Like, are we going... Like, like if I am if I were to describe, like, elven architecture, or at least the architecture in some of the elven cities that you've seen, this a very, you know, you, first thing that comes to mind is, like, Rivendale and Lothlorien and that sort of deal where it's like, grand arches and and curved uh swoops and in, in the eaves of of uh the the roofs and stuff like that w what would be for here it doesn't have to follow like the traditional like halflings live in you know hobbit holes with round doors like it doesn't have to be that but what would you if you were to to come up with something what what, what would you guys think that these communal spaces because obviously they're living quarters are underground and they can have them however the fuck they want but what what would these communal spaces look like hmm because that would be what most people would see if they actually get to the islands or they are allowed to come onto the islands they would only really see communal spaces right they, they yeah yeah because hmm. I would I feel like they probably would be like yeah no you can't come to our houses Maybe they even have buildings that visitors can stay in that are on the top, uh, you know, above ground as opposed to where everybody else is at. Mm. Maybe like uh, huts, like fishermen huts and stuff like that. Um, mm. I think they might, uh, since they have basically all their real stuff on the bottom, I think up top would be strictly either business 
or um or military so you would either see um like the boats the riding boats or you would see maybe uh some type of like uh trading area trade system where like they're just like cleaning the fish or packing the products and, like kind of like a world trade type of thing where they're just like getting their uh their stuff shipped uh to to like a port like a port i dig it i think that's definitely something we could do oh shit i think that would be really cool too um so piggybacking off of that tie with the fisherman hut specifically like maybe coastal areas have like stilted yeah that's what i was thinking stilted homes it's, yep. yeah fuck yeah i'm here for it have you guys ever seen um the arch buildings that they have they're like they can be made into tiny houses some of them have like uh arch like a frames just literally look up arch arch homes and you'll see what i'm talking about Ooh, mm. yes something along those lines for like communal spaces and buildings on the on the uh, the top where they could be anywhere anything from barracks to markets to uh you know what have you they could some of them could be even be open air where it's like there's no front or back wall it's just an over art you know a large arch that covers right. from any wind and rain yeah i like that same it's still giving that hobbit feel but like yep. it's really it's cool different enough yeah. to not be like stereotypical hobbits and iwi is a little bit more technologically advanced mm -hmm. so i feel like they would have moved a little bit further ahead than your standard uh high fantasy like tolkien stuff Sweet. All right, so we got that for architecture. Culture, definitely commune style, council of clan heads. You know, everyone has their clans. There's a mix mixing of clans, but there's always their definitive like clans like bosco would have a have like an actual halfling name like last name clan mm -hmm. name which i'm excited to hear if it ever comes out mm -hmm. um but so but clans would mix um but there's always you know like you always have the you know the farfoots are always the farfoots you know it's very yes, much yeah it, it would be very much like tolkien in the shire where it's like mm -hmm. you know you, you, you see a, a baggins like you can tell that's a fucking you know that's a took right there or, you know mm -hmm. that sort of that sort of deal um and what are we thinking for uh uh religion or spirituality on the islands because i'm not gonna lie the druid who raised the sea levels mm -hmm. gives me at least some at least in the same vein as like the Norse creation of like you know they had to kill a giant in order to create right. the world. He created these islands by flooding the rest of the peninsula in order to save his people. Or I mean, I'm, I'm just spitballing here. So if you guys have have something, by all means. 
Hmm. It doesn't necessarily have to be gods. They could, they could have like a a a spiritual system that doesn't necessarily rely on divinity. They acknowledge the gods are there, but it's not the thing that they uh, follow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it can be. I mean, we create. I've created a whole pantheon of of tabaxi gods. There are, there are cat gods. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> we made we made. Uh, there are there are six six tabaxi goddesses that are uh, in uh, Nymora, which is a whole tabaxi city in Sloan. Oh, that's dope. The uh, Norse god of of water is is it Agar, the sea giant who was associated mm, with yeah, the ocean. Agar. Yeah, a giant who uh bore a grudge against the gods i don't know maybe Ooh. It, it was uh it's a deity technically and it's funny that small people would worship a, a giant <laughs> Ooh. yeah that would be interesting <laughs> <laughs> uh who else that's that's one route. What did you say? It was Agar? Uh, yes. Yeah, Agar. You should always go into, like, Celtic mythology as well. Hmm. Ooh. There is an Irish sea god, but, mm. um... I don't know if the name quite, uh... sounds cool. <laughs> What's the name of the god? Mananan Maclear. Okay. Does he have like a uh is like I'll be honest, most of like the Elven gods mm-hmm. have very Celtic sounding names. But right. they usually have like a moniker. You know, uh like, like Son of the Sea. Ooh, I mean that I can see them worshipping the Son of the Sea. For the sure. Irish god from uh Traditionally ruled an island paradise, protected sailors, and provided abundant crops. I mean, tell me that doesn't sound like the rally keys. Right? Yeah, no, that sounds that sounds good. The son of the sea, and he takes he takes uh, he's said to you know like take the visage of of uh, uh, a halfling, or maybe a go- maybe he takes the visage of a ghost wise halfling. They're incredibly Ooh. rare. Yeah. So like maybe maybe down in the rally keys like ghostwise ghostwise halfling if they show up are revered because they could potentially be the son of the sea. Ooh, ooh, I like that. That sounds like lore to me. Ooh, yeah, son of the sea. Good looks. Maybe some of the some of the abundance from the raiding is is uh sacrificed for lack of a better term to the or yeah or offered to the son of the seas as a way of giving thanks for you know keeping them safe out on the sea and all of that fun stuff love that very nice maybe they like flip a copper piece or something like every time they set sail you know just flip a you know for good luck flip a copper piece into the water you know to you know like literally pay the guy yeah yeah, as a, as, a, as a sort of like a little ritual ritual. Maybe they even have uh, 
chanties that they sing that yeah. are, are said to appease him appease or, <laughs> or or help bring uh, you know help bring calm waters or that sort of deal oh yeah are there clerics to the son of the sea is it is it like religion religion or is it closer to um like gaelic in norse culture where it's more like the druid is more of the cleric of the it, religion yeah it, yeah because yeah, druids were essentially the clerics of like the nature gods essentially right yeah right. i i like that idea more especially with just like the son of the sea yeah, it sounds true. it sounds like it it goes together a lot easier than like so you have the son of the sea but then you have like this uh martialized sort of cleric you know I like having like a, a druid of the son of the sea. Ooh, and maybe the druids were partially responsible for helping to build like the underground tunnels with like shape earth and all of that fun stuff yeah. as a way yeah. to protect the people. Help maintain and anything the they need to grow. I mean, you can they can supplement it with the magics. Yep. Fuck yeah! All right, druid. <laughs> Hell yeah! All right, so what are their major exports? Like, I know we talked about, mm -hmm. I think Ty had already mentioned the eels that grow specifically. Like, you can only, it's a delicacy that you can only get around the rally keys because they can only survive in the waters, in the, uh, the, the reefs that are around the islands. So we'll have, I'll, I'll throw the eels down for sure. What are, what are some other things? I know that they do, uh, obviously they have the rating and, the rate and, uh, like, basically like a gorilla a gorilla naval force where like mm -hmm. they're a navy for hire you yep. know if the if the price is right there and they really you know need the the income of, of whatever it happens to be mm -hmm. whether it's supplies or or just straight up cash uh, i don't know i don't know much else that would like fit with this isolated sort of island do they raise livestock it's like the Highlands. The Highlands oh, that's true. Have, yeah, the are, Highlands are pretty good with yeah. with livestock. Good with livestock. That's right. What if their livestock is in the water too? Like, ooh. What if? Uh, what could they raise? Like, do they work closely with maybe like I don't know whales or something? But that wouldn't be really livestock per se. Hmm. Hmm. I don't there's, there's a number of like magical water water beasts. Maybe oh yeah, right. Maybe they're plankton farmers. Plankton farmers. <laughs> well, think, that <laughs> think about it though. Like it is, it's algae. It's naturally occurring. It, it works tremendously well for fertilizer mm -hmm. and for a bunch of other things. And they don't really have to do anything besides make sure that the water is well protected and clean and that the biodiversity yep. is high and the algae will just continue to come back and they always make sure to keep enough for like the the uh the animals that live within the reefs to be able to consume what they need in order for it to flourish maybe like this algae is like one of the prime ingredients of like 
just the general healing potion or the oh, general potion of something. Shit. Yeah, it's like a base ingredient for like potions in general. Yeah, just potions in general. So like everybody needs it because everybody needs potions. You know, from the potion to cure your mother's sickness to, you know, a you know, a potion of greater healing or yeah. and you know, the, rejuvenation. These are islands, so I I feel like that would be available all around. Maybe the Rally Keys have like because of the biodiversity within the reefs and all of that other fun stuff with the way that they keep care like this is like the premium shit like so they they only sell this stuff to like the high rollers you know the mm -hmm. the the rich people that you know run cities on on the different islands yeah. and whatnot oh shit i like that Neuros. do we want to try and come up with a name for the algae hmm like an arcane bloom or something like that. Hmm. Could call it sea sparkle. Ooh, sea sparkle. Which, which is, which is funny because it's another name for one of the most common uh, bioluminescent algaes that oh. do exist out there. So it kind of it kind of fits. Sea sparkle. Nice. Yeah, that I feel like the ha I feel like halflings would be like, yeah, we harvest sea sparkle. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> <That's> like... <laughs> Hell yeah. Right on. Alright, so we got the exports, eels, sea sparkle, and obviously raiding and all of that fun stuff. Last of the big prompts, and then we can start throwing in other any you know, any random things you want to do. I feel like there are going to be plenty of them because they are halfling. Holidays and festivals. Ooh. There can be smaller ones that we don't figure out her name, but like I feel like the halfling the halfling clans have at least a couple of big festivals that they celebrate. Well, they could have one just for like their god, straight up, the the uh what what was it? The Prince of the Seas? I'm sorry. Son of the, <laughs> the Seas. The Son of the Seas. So that could just be one holiday. Like, festival-wise. Well, I mean, like, think of it like this. Like, with, um... In Nymora, they have a nine-day festival that celebrates the community and the different things within the community based on, like, the nine lives of cats. The, mm. uh, Gud has a three-week festival that celebrates the, uh the three major dragon deities that are within there. You got uh, Luxembourg has uh, a Luxembourg literally has an elven Mardi Gras that happens once every century. <laughs> That's like literally a month of debauchery. Um, I think what Gamsby has basically like an anime fighting tournament every five years. All the way from like hand to hand combat to like giant mech battles. Oh Jesus! So I think so, I got one. So don't be, don't think that it has it. It can be extravagant, is as crazy and bonkers as you want. I got one. I got one. Okay. So what if they have a race in their boats and their sailboats and they go through the the most treacherous tides? That's like not even like just away from Iwi. Like the whole like past that last island is actually just free open terrain and they celebrate um 
the season of the eels or whatever uh where they have the most eels and the eggs and all that like all all you know their their uh their produce is is abundant this time of the season and they hatching they, season hatching season mm. and they uh celebrate with a, a race of their best riders or uh, anyone who dares to tread these waters how where would they ra- so outside the the farthest one yeah like in those untouched waters like i i guess a lot of the the terrain is they they know how to navigate the regular terrain but let's say behind the last island is actually difficult terrain they're uh they celebrate by like a race around or maybe just a race around all three islands that way everyone can yeah that way everyone can see yeah maybe it's not necessarily a race that happens all at once with like time trials like who's mm-hmm. the who can navigate through the maze of coral reef and the tides and all that stuff the quickest you know maybe they find different routes you know almost akin to like um almost akin to like han solo doing the kepler run in yeah yeah. yeah they can because I, even... I feel too like if it was like if there was only one way through them all somebody would have is gonna like watch you know enough pe- enough people are gonna see it especially if it's a festival thing that if like everyone goes the same way eventually somebody else is gonna learn about it but if they're if but if it's a maze with a hundred different ways to get through the coral reef there's not one set way what if what if during this time in addition to their already treacherous waters this is also the monsoon season or the rainy season where there's like more thunder and more like the waters the tides go down more so there's more likely like it's not as uh it's not the normal way of the uh, of the water being so like there's a whole nother element to it as well Ooh, i like that more what would, we, I, what would we call this this race or this this festival? How long? How long? Are we thinking it should last? Uh, let's see, a fortnight, two weeks, two weeks to go around all the island to go around the or maybe. Maybe they have different, uh, like in the the first week, there's food and celebration, and like they lead up to to maybe like the last day Ooh. of it. I I I dig where you piggyback off that tie. I think that's a fucking fantastic idea to add to it. I think the two weeks is a good idea. The festival, the you know week of preparation going up to it, and they have the trials, the second half of it. But maybe it's one of those deals where those who are competing have to build their craft specifically for. Oh. <laughs> so it's one of those deals where. Like they don't have to build it in a week, but it's like you know you you start at maybe it, it takes place at like the the summer solstice. That's mm. when that's when the races start. So they have from the spring equinox to two weeks before 
the summer solstice to build their vessel with maybe like you know a light crew of like three members so it's literally like sails rudder and you know a, 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 an extra mate on board to help with that sort of deal so it's like a three you know like the old school you know like two or three person sailboat team that's got to navigate through these things and they have to build it each year and the the winning one gets put into uh like one of the raiding fleets oh yeah that's cool so it's definitely a rite of passage and they you know they become captain of their own like raiding vessel maybe this determines who gets to be on the raider maybe it's not even a, a not everyone in the village gets to be a raider but the ones who actually win this tournament this festival they're the, the ones, ones who get to lead who gets to lead yeah That's they're the cute. one the navigators and the captains and and the quartermen uh, the quartermasters like those are the ones that get picked for the bigger boats and you know like you know maybe the top three or four are used as like reconnaissance boats because they're quick they're they're good maneuverability then you know they can decorate them however the hell they want to for the thing but maybe they get repainted you know like more camouflage type color that sort of deal yeah that's yeah i kind of see it almost like like uh surfers in hawaii like they wait for the biggest wave type of thing so i think this two-week mark would be a part celebration building and also i kind of have the sense that like somebody or a group of people or navigators are also watching the skies because they don't really know when this is going to hit so that's also why the two week is the is the celebration mm -hmm. slash whatever so like it could be in the middle of the week it could be towards the end but we know that this is the mark and then the rest of the week would be ce uh celebrating the victory and all that other stuff but it's somewhere in this so sometimes it comes early and you just gotta have to kind of be ready and hope that you're your your ship is ready and that yeah perhaps, and you can prep beforehand too perhaps the druids also help to to at least keep it within a certain the druids make sure it sticks within these two weeks yeah yeah, yeah they can't control everything completely but it's like okay the, the summer solstice is influence. coming up they can influence it enough where these monsoons and these rainstorms and all of this stuff come within this two week time period and it's up to the the Com competitors to to be ready be ready for. by then yeah mm -hmm. be ready for it to hit like yeah. that. So we call it like uh like uh rights of the sea or uh ooh, rights of the reef oh okay. i like that yeah. rights of the reef i like that the rights of the reef two week long festival you have to build your own boat for it hell yeah the the, the tide lock festival <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> no, I was trying to make a key joke for like. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Rowley Key. Lock, Rowley key. <laughs> so yeah, but that sounds awesome. They could they could call the title situation around the keys the title lock. The title lock, yeah. The title Just lock. And it is the the Rowley, Wait, the the Rowley title keys lock to hit. Oh man. Oh God. So, mm, Lord, <laughs> love it. Mm, <laughs> okay, Aggressive so... chef's kiss. <laughs> All, right. All the flavors. Let's let's try for one more 
holiday or festival because I feel like halflings are particularly jovial. Something yeah. Just... Any excuse to get together and eat a lot of food and drink, I think I feel like halflings will right. take advantage of. <laughs> Maybe it's something that celebrates the end of raiding season where they come together and they sort of like, you know, they sort of boast like, ah, I, you know, I raided the most places, got the most loot, you know. Once a year, uh, they celebrate some type of creature coming back to their island and they just like have a festival and like that's pretty much it or maybe a flying creature maybe it doesn't even have to deal with the water or anything like that it could tie into the eels we were talking about i think the eels would be there all the time though yes yeah, yeah. but like maybe like it's a uh prime time where you see more because it's like either the, you know it's like the mating season for the eels you know so like you wouldn't hunt them because you know they're making more eels for you but it's still a situation you know it's still a cause to be merry about because it means you know in yeah, hopes no. for another year full of uh you know harvests of these eels but you can like watch them you know travel between the islands because a big because it's like a, a big many big groupings of them yeah are what like, if they glow this time of year too what if it just like sparks up the night luminescence yeah oh and so you'd have like fishing would stop for like the week of the eels mating because they don't want to get in the way this is like right their time yeah. so it's, they can yeah. even circle the islands and make this beautiful like ring around all the islands or whatever and like this would also spark up merriment joy and even you know camaraderie amongst them because now we we can't work because the eels are mating so you know and everybody they're like a huge food source so like that's yeah thing. yeah so like everyone just chill out and um you get to like dance music they they have their own little light it's a it's a it's a festival of lights type of situation Ooh, maybe they're maybe. like halfling new year is when this happens you know Ooh, potential. Maybe this is like a part one of a two-part thing that happened between the mating and the incubation of mm. like the eggs, where they have like it's the you know the uh, so uh, the 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 name that came to mind for this was the uh, festival of the writh uh, writhing coastline or the ooh because it's just chock full of eels yeah. that are, like mating and everything so it looks like the seas are sort of churning almost and in the evening you get like all the different bioluminescence like blues and greens and purples and stuff that are just sort of like intertwining with each other huge population of eels that are out there and then the second half comes we'll say like a couple months later when the incubation is done and it's like the hatchling festival where they celebrate the the you know the the new generation of the eels that are going to keep this thing that are continually going so knowing that like okay it's been a year you know like they have you know so many years they could maybe they mark or maybe maybe they've figured out that like certain maybe the ooh the eels bioluminescence changes color the older they get ooh yeah. So they know how who to how, hunt. Yes, who to hunt, what you know, what what generation 
is you know where the older ones are what ones not to actually pick up because they are too young yeah right yeah that sounds cool the writhing tides or some shit like that Mm -hmm. i like i really like the festival of the writhing tides festival of the writhing tides eels all eels (laughs) so would we call both of them festival of the writhing tides or do we call like one festival of the writhing tides and then the part two something different I I think I feel like part two would be like uh you know like the sea of sea of hatchlings or something like mm-hmm. that or wave of hatchling hatchlings some maybe I don't know it's hatchling season <laughs> <laughs> the hatchlings They they would make drinks with like uh, like an egg cream with rum or some shit. <laughs> oh, I bet money. They would probably. I feel like they would have specifically have some of the sea sparkle algae to make bioluminescent drinks for the festivals. Oh yeah, definitely. That that would be cool. Oh, can you imagine halfling raiders showing up at night covered in bioluminescent? liquid from like eels that have been harvested can you imagine the mind fuck of being raided by like three foot tall people with swords and shields covered in like glowing glowing purple and blue and and green like playing like playing on that sort of like viking you know war paint you Mm -hmm. know they've just got like all of you know the mess on their face you know and they're just you know splatterings on their clothing you know to just make them just little like Fucking glow in the dark horror monsters. <laughs> That'd be so. Oh man! Like a milk cool. mustache of bioluminescence. Oh yeah. <laughs> That'd be oh, funny yeah. as hell. It's one of them like, has like a monocle and a fucking oh mustache. <laughs> he just got finished like throwing one back. <laughs> You're, Brimmy, trying the... You're trying Brimmy, to fight him. You're trying to fight him. What the but... fuck is that? Why do you have a monocle on? It's scary, right? <laughs> What are you talking about? No, no I'm not. capitalism. <laughs> oh, oh no, that is scary. That is scary. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. That's too meta. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it's capitalism. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Never mind. I said anything. Never mind. You're actually very scary, in fact. Forget I said anything. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Some bioluminescent war paint. Bro, these three little islands, all the lore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, most of the other ones, it's all just like one city. So it's like, I can see three little islands like this is boss. All right. So we are past festivals, exports, religion, architecture, mm-hmm. cultural and economy. Um, Anything else to add? Any any crazy idea that we want to throw out there? I think maybe like the raider, you know, because we were talking about like the glowing bit, right? Mm. Maybe like the raiders have, you know, like they were just the Vikings. They weren't like, oh, this clan of Vikings is attacking us. It's just the Vikings or yeah. the Danes. Maybe something like the shimmering raiders or. Mm. Ooh, shimmering raiders. 
something just, to shout as you're, you know. <laughs> I, I could see. Fuck. Just, <laughs> just for clarity of history, they were never called the Vikings. Viking is what they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I figured you knew that, but I just had to say it out loud. Yeah, was, yeah. I was, like, I was trying to. It's like Vikings hearing someone say the alpha wolf. It's like someone hearing someone say the alpha dog. It's like we all know that that's wrong. <laughs> Why are you saying that? I can see somebody like making fun of the shimmering raiders, and they're like, "Oh, that's like ah, the shimmering." Ooh, that's Ooh so I'm so scary. scared. And then they wake up with three halfling on their chest, covered in bioluminescent paint, with a sword right to their fucking throat. Exactly. Or like, <laughs> show or, like, me your it, gold. It's totally dark on your ship, and all you see is like the 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 war paint of like skulls and like whatever they want to draw on their bodies yep, you don't see them you just see the you maybe see the they, you could do that or maybe some of them are brash enough where they fucking paint their 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 bioluminescent <laughs> you know they look regular during the day but during the evening after it soaked up all that sun it's just like looks like a ghost ship imagine having in. like the balls right the fucking balls to just start heading towards a village you're about to raid. The brightest beacon of uh, being a raider possible. But you're like, we got this. What the, what are they going to do? Stab us with pitchforks? What do you think they can do? Like, we're, like, we're, we're the fucking <laughs> we're the fucking shimmering raiders. They ain't going to stop us. Hell no. <laughs> yeah, they got like war mages and shit like that that are on there that are buffing yep. shit out. I'm feeling like Circle of Spores druids are there oh, as, yeah. as, as like oh, yeah. as, as the equivalent of like the clerics that you would see in those types of parties. So they're covered in fucking bioluminescent spores and shit like yep. that. Buffing the shit out of people, raising oh, people God. that they just killed to fight the people that <laughs> that they're raiding. <laughs> yes. Oh, you went down? Because <laughs> <Not laughs> I feel like it would be more of a fear tactic. It's very much like oh, the yeah. Germanic tribes that would like nail fucking heads of the f people that tried to invade them onto trees that mm -hmm. people you know on the path to get to their village, like that sort of shit. Wearing you know, wearing face paint and coming out uh -huh. during fogs and Chile. It's all it. It sounds counterintuitive, but like I I would I would have to agree with you for where it's like. Do I really want to fuck with these Do little I people really? that that <laughs> yeah. show up in bioluminescent war paint? Who <laughs> raid us? Calling and they basically don't. They us don't ahead care. Of <laughs> <laughs> they did this by choice. They wanted right. you to see them coming because they didn't think it would be fair enough if they just showed up unannounced. I mean, they that, wanted. Uh, they wanted it for sport. The old Celtic <laughs> warriors used to cover themselves in blue paint mm -hmm. and a green sort of world like so you'll see them coming they get they'd strip naked and just cover themselves in blue paint and go and attack you like that's a fear tactic like that that shit canonically worked you know <laughs> yep it absolutely did the shimmering raiders i was trying to find a word like that started with an r you know to kind of like rr but the only thing that came to mind was like the radiant raiders and that sounds too like too attuned to like gods in my opinion yeah especially with the the radiant, play setting and yeah. everything yeah 
I like shimmering because like in my mind I just hear the opposing side saying what are they gonna do throw glitter on us and ha 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 and then get their ass whooped by like five <laughs> foot tall little people yeah you hear I think it'd be even funnier somebody who just who's never heard of the shimmering raiders before being like oh the shimmering raiders are coming and then people are like they're, they're coming like here they're they're like gonna right be now, here like... soon yeah someone said like in the next couple days they you know they saw them out at sea they should be here you know like wait, looks like they're coming wait, they're you com- saw them the shimmering days are ago and here. i'm just now figuring this it's out. too late <laughs> and everyone and the dude's like what are you they should what are they gonna throw glitter at us no they <laughs> they want you to see them coming they want you to see them coming oh, that's how God. that's that's how formidable they are. They don't think that it's fair if they just showed up without you seeing them coming. They're giving you a fighting chance to just run. If, if you see them, it's already too late. Yeah. <laughs> if you see the boats in the harbor, you're fucked already. You should run. Mm-hmm. If you see it, you should just... Whatever you have, you leave with that. You find your family and you get the fuck out. I was thinking, too, this would be a good... Uh, at least, like, the the halfling and, like, how they have these raiders is... Uh, swashbuckling rogues... Like oh, having yeah. a thieves guild, like an interconnected thieves guild that also deals with like the payments for. Oh, you need a you know you want to hire some boats? Okay, you go through the you know you go through the central guild system, the Ooh. thieves guild system Ooh. of the Roly Keys. Ooh, maybe the Farfoots. It's just a a name that they've made up, and it is really a rogues guild that runs everything. But they're called the Farfoots. Mm. So no one, no one expects. They just assume that it is a specific family. A family. But Been really, re- oh. it's a rogues guild oh. that runs the whole thing. It's like a rogues commune where all the you know all these people go, you know, outcasts or whatever. Oof, that's nice. It doesn't so sound good. like a guild's name, so nope. So people wouldn't even think so. It's it does kind of sound like a family's name. Uh huh. And people just assume it's a it's it's a family's name. That's really nice. That's oh god, that's flavor, man. Ah, the swashbucklers. Oh, who sent? Uh, who who do we contact about uh, hiring some vessels for protection on this particular journey? Oh yeah, go talk to the farfoots. Go talk down to the farfoots. Uh, go to the farfoots at the. Uh, uh, Ooh, just because I'm going to be that guy, we should come up with names for the three for each islands. each of the islands? Hell yeah. Just for shits and gigs. Because they are known as the Rowley Keys, but colloquially they all have their own specific names. Of course. Yeah. I think it would be funny to kind of like have a nod off to maybe one of them being being an old mountain so they just call it they call the island mount something or the because old because it ma- used to be or, the old, or like the, the old, old mountain mount. yeah the old mount the old mountain maybe like the smallest one would be you know so i think there's one that's ah oh, they're kind of they're all roughly about the nice. same maybe with the one closest to the shore closest to the mm-hmm. uh, peninsula is yeah. the old mountain mountain love it hmm. what is galgo by the way just out of just out of like oh galgo is there yeah uh, it is mainly uh 
goblinoid. So goblinoids. orcs, okay. half orcs, ho- hobgoblin, bugbear, goblins, verdin that choose to stay in one spot. I mean, like it's obviously a smattering of other people as well, but like for for Iwi, it tends to be each each major city is controlled by a specific faction. So like the uh, Gelgo is very much a a a um, a theocracy. So it is run gotcha. by clerics, and most of them are of uh, goblinoid descent, orcish, half orc, that sort of deal. Gotcha. I, I didn't like the idea of orcs, orcs, and all of them just being like these barbarian raiders. It's mm-hmm. Like, fuck that. No, these guys are going to be like they have their own society, religious scholars, and shit like that. Clerics for different gods and that sort of deal. It's, I I almost sort of look at like Galgo as like Mecca for for a bunch of different religions. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. We will get there eventually. Sorry, so we got the old, the old mountain. mountain. Uh, how about the last one be Tidelock? Because that's probably where like yeah. the tides are the most crazy. Crazy, yeah. Yeah. I like it. We'll spell lock the way that they spell lock in um in Scotland. L O C. Yes. Let's yes. go. Let's go. Like the Loch Ness monster. Tidelock, and maybe Middle Reef. I don't know for the for the middle one. Hmm. Old Mountain Tidelock. I feel like I feel like between the second and the third, mm-hmm. between Tidelock and the middle one is where a majority of the eels live. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's that's like their the 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 pens, as it were, where they keep them. Okay. Because there's, it's a sizable distance between that the middle two. one and the and tide lock. Yeah. What is? Hmm, what do they call eel and sushi? Uh, it's it's not umami, is it? No, no, no. No, that's mushroom. Hmm. Uh. Unagi. 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 Yeah. Um, you would be like, uh, something, al- something along to do with, do with that, like, uh, uh, Unagi Point or, uh, something. Al- I just feel like the eels should be. That would be What's like the a... main spot. I, th- I feel like would be. An adult. I was thinking, I was thinking like of another name for island, you know, because like you've got like the keys or whatever. But mm-hmm. uh, atoll doesn't is is atoll a single island or is that kind of same as like the keys? An atoll, islands? an atoll, if I remember correctly, is like a circular island with like the middle of it having water in it as well. Okay. Think that's what it is. Don't quote me on that. on that. There's so many different names for different islands. So many different names. Uh, what about like islet, the eel islet, or yeah. Hmm. Man, it doesn't doesn't quite you know sound right. Unagi. Unagi, Unagi Valley. Oh, Unagi Ooh. Trove. Unagi. I like Valley. Valley. Unagi Valley. 
or we could uh, here's here's ooh all right i got it the just the the span of ocean between mm-hmm. tidelock and the middle is called unagi valley and the middle island they just call the gate ooh okay cuz in order to get into unagi valley and to tidelock you have to pass through the gate ooh that's fun that is fun so it's just literally they just call it the gate mm-hmm. hmm. so if you want to go to the first one you go, you go to the old mountain you're going to Pass the second through the one gate. you gotta go to the gate you gotta go through the gate in order to get to Inagi Valley which is where they have all of the eels and then Tidelock is the the furthest one I feel like so. the gate is definitely where our raiders would be for oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, oh, they, yeah. They they hang out at the gate. <laughs> you you will meet them at the gate. <laughs> and maybe like on Old Mountain, they have they they heard like uh like goats and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, more yeah. more more vertical and and inclined terrain. Love it. I kind of now see Unagi Valley as what if there's like huts in the water as well, like like little water bridges and stuff as well. Um, that could definitely be a thing because they're like I said, coral reefs. They could build every the, the druids would be able to build and through magical means be able to make the coral reefs like integrate with anything that they would mm-hmm. build across it. So they could even have small like uh, like uh, stilted huts within unagi valley as like they're the they're the farmers essentially they're the ones that that tend the different uh the the different eels and whatnot have like a miniature sort of like lake town but like on not on a lake but like on the in the coral it's basically just all of the farmers of the i like that it's pretty cool oh man like yeah that's pretty cool and imagine too trying to like get through already the maze of coral the the uh they already know you're coming so they stash just gorilla fighters in the houses that are on the stilts so you're trying to you're, you're busy focusing on the water and now you're getting shot at from the farmer's houses not only that but you have druids that could alter the fucking the alter the coral alter maze. the coral at will yeah yeah they probably alter the coral during the fest uh during the uh yep. i was thinking yeah. that in my head i was like yeah oh. That's how they that that's how they build more terrain. <laughs> like, oh, you got halfway through last time. Well, guess what? It's completely different now. So yeah. <laughs> change it up. <laughs> this is you all about thinking far. on the fly, son. <laughs> it's all about thinking on the fly. <laughs> Hell yeah, old mountain. Oh god, gate, the Tidelock. Tidelock. Unagi Valley. Oh, god, this is so good. I, I I love world building so much. <laughs> it's so much more fun with other people. I'm not it gonna is. lie. It's it really because I get really bad analysis paralysis when I'm doing it by myself. Because it's like, mm. does that sound good? I think it sounds good. But other people think that would Do sound other people, good. Does it right. sound or does it sound stupid and corny? Like, mm-hmm. am I doing this right? That's why I just put a bunch of fucking names on a map and was like, oh, well, when we get there, well, I'll start asking questions. And- <laughs> What we're doing. Like, I didn't know what the fucking Venice was going to look like until you guys showed up. Alright. Anything else that you would like to... Uh, here's a question that I haven't 
posed yet, really, because we haven't done a whole lot in Iwi. Iwi. It was established with Mechfall, uh, just by virtue of, of their industry. But are there any allies to the Rowley Keys? Like any oh. cities or different islands that would at least have their backs potentially in public at like politically you know like if they were if it was a sheer emergency who would be their greatest ally I was thinking if I can pull up the map again it was either going to be the Galeo or Galgo Galgo or the the Isles the Elk Cook Isles Elk Cook Isles I was just like they're probably both um like the elk hook isles came to my mind immediately once i saw once i saw the rolly keys um because they're both small island small chain of island and i would i would just assume like islands looking out for islands or in a situation where like the big territory basically looks out for the smaller territories essentially that's interesting because the elk hook isles is where you guys mm -hmm. went to rove you yeah, yeah. I have a feeling like um, places like where like Esmerg is and Menyar, it's probably like the people who suffer the most from raiding because they're right there on the coast. They're surrounded and so easily accessible from so many different sides. They probably suffer the most from the Rally Keys raiding parties. Esmer, definitely. I would think that's a, totally a target for them. Maybe, maybe Gelgo is the one that's sort of their ally. I think that would be really cool. Ma major trading, <laughs> their major trading partner. Yeah, they Ma they want what they got, <laughs> so yeah. they they offer protection for goods. And maybe even they picked up some of their fear tactics from Galgo. Ooh, yeah. Because yeah. you said Galgo was a lot of like goblins. Yes. Ooh, what if the lore learned? Yeah, go ahead. What, what if the lore behind um Rolly Keys is that the the druids wanted to separate from them and they basically uh a bunch of druids came together in the name of the uh the son of the ocean, you know, all under his name and like made these three islands to separate from the mainland. But essentially they still like over time they have some type of uh they have some type of agreement to they're still a part of it but just like in their own thing kind of like hawaii <laughs> to <laughs> america it's like yeah that you're an island over here but you're still kind of with us <laughs> kind of yeah i know you don't want to be but yeah you don't want to be but you're ours but yeah, yeah. that's kind of shitty <laughs> that is kind of shitty that's kind of shitty that is kind of shitty for hawaii I I feel like I feel like what the Rally Keys done is something that Hawaii wishes it could have done. Wishes they could have yeah, done. Yeah, so. like they if they could literally coming, separate. So they're like, you know what? Let's just separate ahead of time. And I kind of <laughs> wish they could have done that too. That would have been real nice for them. It's kind of like what's happening to Calif California. Like California wants to be its own thing, and honestly, the Earth is kind of making that. A <laughs> it's kind of agreeing, <laughs> kind of right, agreeing. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, maybe you should be your own thing. Yeah, yeah let's, uh. let's just break off. So yeah, more more California than than Hawaii, let's say. Perhaps Galgo was their major trading partner because of the sea sparkle. 
yeah. and that this like gulf that's within there like on the interior mm -hmm. where galgo is maybe that's like a really abundant spot for it so they harvest and sell the good stuff to galgo because they are clerics and 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 mm -hmm. healers and that sort of deal right oh, yeah yeah that would really fit and perhaps you know perhaps you know like they figure out you know maybe some of them figure out like death wards and that sort of you know like crazy you know crazy stuff they teach like the nature and the you know, even trade between the two of them and then everybody on the opposite side to the right is like fucking fair game for them to go and raid pretty much that's how i see it nobody bothers them while they're in the gulf because galgo will come and find uh -huh. some shit up but yeah. everybody else on the opposite side sucks being you <laughs> right, because you can't get them You're on the their target. home turf. <laughs> you, you definitely can't get them on their home turf. And then when they they get off, like into that little slither, the golf, as you said, they're they're free to do whatever the hell they want. Because mm -hmm. nobody wants to mess with the the bigger territory. Agreed. God, this this God, this stuff is like puzzle pieces just waiting to be found. It's how it usually it's together is. together so well. It Really, it, it is. In the southern reaches of Iwi, the coast of Ekra, sits the small chain of islands called the Rowley Keys. Home to the descendants of dwarves, halflings, and gnomes alike, this obscure set of islands has a strange history. Said to have been the extension of land from the Basol Peninsula, these islands were created by a powerful druid loyal to the Son of the Sea. Standing at its very edge, the druids channeled the power of the seas and earth beneath them to raise the tides and lower the land into them. Because this was done at a time of great strife and war, the druid, known only as Farfoot, altered the tidal pattern surrounding the islands, making it nearly impossible to navigate. Through these auspicious beginnings, the islands began to thrive. Consisting of the Old Mountain, the Gate, and Tidelock, the Riley Keys had become a formidable naval culture and proficient farmers and traders. The Old Mountain is home to livestock herders of goats, cattle, and the like. The Gate is home to many traders, sailors, and the dreaded Shimmering Raiders. Tidelock is home to the Farfoots, a thieves' guild of swashbucklers and rogues who govern the island community and handle the affairs of the navy. Between the Gate and Tidelock sits Unagi Valley, a vast network of stilted houses built upon a coral reef filled with fish and unique eels that are integral to the way of life on the Keys. Since the Stout Folk and the Lightfoot Folk are descendants of dwarves and gnomes alike, they tend to live their personal lives underground. The islands are said to be riddled with tunnels and dwellings that stretch through the islands and even under the coral reefs. The top side is reversed for communal gatherings with fishermen's huts along the coast and the arch houses, further inland, barracks, temples, and guest dwellings. As the folk who dwell on these islands are halfling blood, many social and spiritual gatherings are held topside. Because of the ingrained history and lore surrounding the Roli Keys and the Sun of the Sea, his worship is paramount on the islands. While it's not compulsory, it is easily the most popular among the halfling population. Conservation of waters, biodiversity, 
Mastery of navigation and perseverance are key tenets that the Sons of the Sea followers adhere to. Said to be always watching and listening, common rituals while in the sea are tossing a copper piece as offering and singing shanties to grant favor along long voyages. The sun is even said to wander the rollies from time to time, disguised as a ghost-wise halfling. The Ralikis have several exports, not the least of which is the Gleaming Eels. Nestled in the waters of Unagi Valley, these eels are an essential part of life on the Keys. Not only are they a major food source, but their bioluminescent sacks are used for war paint with the Shimmering Raiders. These sacks that run along the top of the spine of the eels came to be through the cultivation of a form of bioluminescent and arcane algae called Sea Sparkle. While it is abundant in the oceans, the unique biosphere of the Keys leads to a greater potency and purity than elsewhere. Sea Sparkle is a base ingredient for any and all arcane potions, and the quality surrounding the Keys makes it highly sought after by the rich and the powerful. Halflings are a jovial and celebratory bunch, and therefore there are several major festivals throughout the year. The two main events are known as the Rites of the Reef, a yearly competition of speed, wit, and ingenuity in the form of a race through the coral reefs and strange tides of the Keys, during monsoon season no less. Competitors begin building their crafts on the spring equinox and must be prepared to set sail two weeks before the summer solstice. The winners have their vessels added to the Shimmering Raiders' fleet and determine who is next in line as captains. The second event is actually separated into two parts. The first is the Festival of Writhing Tides, which is the beginning of mating season for the Gleaming Eels. For two weeks, the Keys celebrate the continuation of the Eels' life cycle. Several months later, the second half, called the Hatching Coasts, sees the result of the former festival come to fruition. Notable people in the Rally Keys is Belnor Greentop, who is a male, stout halfling, current leader of the Shimmering Raiders, and known for writing messages in common on the sails of his ships as a warning and a fear tactic in raids. Silkis Thistleglide, a female ghostwise halfling, youngest archdruid and arbitrator to the Son of the Seas, first thistle glide to become a practitioner of natural magic. Elman Cloudbranch, who is a male lightfoot halfling, is a liaison with the city of Galgo. He's also a master sailor, trader, and explorer. Vesira Farfoot, female lightfoot halfling, head of the Farfoots, former leader of the Shimmering Raiders and three-time champion of the Rites of the Reefs. Notable places, other than the aforementioned, are the Ventolin Reefs, which are submerged natural hot springs along the southern coasts of the Gate, said to have restorative properties and natural healing waters. The Glowing Precipice. At the top of Old Mountain is a small crater on its western side. Because of its former active volcano status and the sea sparkle being thrown about in the ocean spray, the crater glows in bright pinks, oranges, and reds through algae and fungal growth. And there you have it, the fifth lore episode uh, coming out, the Rally Keys. It was a really fun time. Uh, I hope you enjoyed all of the uh, 
crazy ideas that ended up being really, really interesting and, and really fleshing out this little small part of the world. So um, thank you again for listening. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Uh, please check out our social media accounts on most major platforms if you have the opportunity. Uh, just search for The Medusa's Cascade on the platform and give us a follow. Also, if you're listening on a streaming platform, especially Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please take a few minutes to rate, review, and subscribe. It doesn't seem like a lot, but it does help get the podcast out there for others to discover. And we would all appreciate the love and support. We'll see you next week for... Uh, the next episode of Collateral Damage, uh, which will be episode 107, and in two weeks for the next one for episode 108. We'll see you then, and safe travels. <laughs>